Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the john steigerwald show sponsored by service master of greater pittsburgh demand the yellow van portions of today's program may be pre-recorded you gotta have your a game to beat john Kerry. Big John almost won for patting himself on the back a few days ago for saving the planet over there in Davos, but he just missed out on picking up a really prestigious award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Maybe you've never heard of E.J. Raddick. He's Mr. Everything at the NHL Network, and like 99% of the rest of the sports media in North America, he's a big-time liberal, and like most of the North American sports media, especially the hockey media, he wet his pants when he found out Ivan Provorov of the Philadelphia Flyers, who's from Russia, uh, had the nerve not to wear a rainbow jersey for the Flyers' pride night earlier this week. And Ivan Provorov can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way. If it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country, that's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave, go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. Yeah, you don't want to wear the rainbow colors, uh, Ivan. Go back to Russia and kill some Ukrainians. How about that for an idea? Provorov said he respects everybody, but he's Russian Orthodox Catholic, and he said he's going to go, you know, he's going to be true to his religion. Radek didn't want to hear that either. You wonder if he would have told uh, Provorov to go back to, I don't know, Saudi Arabia if uh, he were a Muslim and said the same thing. We'll never know. But one thing we do know is that E.J. Raddick beat some really tough competition for coming from Davos this week to win the AM1250 The Answer Jerk of the Week Award. Way to go, E.J. When we come back, we'll find out how this story is playing in Philadelphia, a pretty tough town known for booing Santa Claus. Is he getting any support from the media there? And in our second half hour, speaking of the cancel culture... Justin Trudeau is trying to cancel Jordan Peterson, who's been a little too critical of his dictatorship. Stick around. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh 
One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Guess whose jersey sold out? Ivan Provorov's. Apparently, there are no more available right now at the NHL's online store. Provorov is the uh, defenseman who refused to wear a rainbow jersey on Pride Night this past Tuesday. Uh, for the Flyers and was ripped by just about everybody in North American media, sports and otherwise. Uh, Philadelphia's a tough town. Fans there are known, justifiably or not, for having booed Santa Claus. That may be apocryphal. But anyway, I was wondering how this story was playing there, so I called Christine Flowers. She's a columnist for the Delaware County Times and a radio host who's lived in Philly all her life and kind of our uh, unofficial Philly correspondent. (laughs) Christine, thanks for coming on, as usual. Hi, John. The ambassador from uh, to Philadelphia yes. is very happy to be with you today. How are you? Good, good. So um, what kind of coverage did this get Tuesday night and into Wednesday down there? Well, of course, you know, you have the Inquirer, which, um, you know, their editorials are uh, always going to be on the side of um, whatever particular identity group is complaining about. And um, Marcus Hayes, who is a sports writer for the Inquirer, who wrote a column excoriating um, Provorov. You know, so there there is sort of like the institutional kind of mainstream attack on him, and it kind of mirrors and reflects and echoes what's going on nationally with a lot of the uh, professional journalists and, and, you know, hockey mouthpieces, particularly from Canada, talking about how horrible this is. I love listening to them from Canada. They're talking about how terrible everything is. This is a boat, a terrible situation. Um, and, you know, accusing him of being a homophobe simply because he did not want to wear the rainbow-themed jersey on, um, you know, on Tuesday. Now, the rank-and-file Philadelphian, the rank-and-file Philadelphia Flyer fan isn't upset about this, doesn't really have that much of an opinion about it. And if they do have an opinion, at least the ones that I've talked to, they support Pravi. They basically say, listen, um, this was his choice 
to make, whether it came from his religious beliefs, which in fact it does, and that's really important and that's relevant, or whether it's because he just doesn't want to have to be told what to do in some kind of groupthink um, virtue signaling uh, event, he has the right to say, I am not going to participate. And I was talking to someone, a friend of mine, who has had season tickets to the to the flyers for decades. And he basically said, listen, I am pro-gay, pro, I'm as liberal as they come. And I think that the attacks against uh, Pravinov are, are in and of themselves intolerance and showing a rank um, hostility toward independent thinking and independent thought. And I tweeted on, um, I, I put on Twitter, I, I posted, I said, you know, all of those people, mostly women, but all of those people telling me, a Catholic pro-lifer, to keep my rosaries off of their ovaries seem to be perfectly fine with shoving the pride rainbow flag down the throat of Ivan Provorov while he's trying to pray. You know, he's, he's Orthodox. He's Russian Orthodox. They happen to have a position on gay marriage and on homosexuality that doesn't jive with the more open um, you know, the, the, the umbrella, the diverse umbrella for the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus questioning whatever community in the United States. Um, being a Roman Catholic, I understand that as well, because my church has a similar approach. So it, it just, it, it is ironic, I think, that the people who normally would say, well, you know, we need to tolerate differences. We need to tolerate uh, beliefs that people have and their identities aren't willing to tolerate religious freedom. And again, his not wearing that jersey didn't hurt anyone, especially since there are many people in the LGBTQ community and friends of mine who are gay and lesbian who have said this, this, this flag thing, it, it has nothing to do with us as a community or as people or as individuals. By the way, they don't like being lumped together in a community. They are individuals. They are human beings that are more than just the sum of their sexual identity. But they're saying that a lot of this is also tied to democratic progressive politics that have nothing to do with honoring the dignity of LGBT people. It has to do with all of, you know, the whole platform of democratic progressive ideals, uh, you know, particularly being pro-abortion. A lot of the things that you know, there are some con there's a lot of conservative LGBTQ individuals who oppose those progressive ideals. So the rainbow doesn't represent them. And that was uh, explained really well by Brad Palumbo in a Newsweek article that you very kindly sent to me and that I had also seen before, which eloquently expressed the views of a gay man who supports gay rights and also supports the rights of individuals like Pravi not to have to sort of act like Pavlov's dog. And, you know, the minute this tolerant rainbow themed bell is wrong, he has to salivate. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, the, the headline of the piece from Brad Palumbo, who's been on the show a long time ago, he was on uh, and he is gay. And his, the headline is I'm gay, period. Leave Ivan Provorov alone. That's pretty that's pretty clear what he how he feels about it. And you should check that you can check the uh, the column out at Newsweek.com or on my Twitter feed at Steiger World. Or, Christine, what's your Twitter uh, handle? Um, at FlowerLady61. Uh, at FlowerLady61. Okay, check it out there. Not just for that, but for everything. Uh, so are you aware, Christine, of anybody in the Philadelphia media who defended him? Or has everybody been piling on? I mean, they're, they're not in the institutional media, not at the Inquirer that I'm aware of, not at the Daily News. Um, I, there are, to be honest, John, not really. Uh, yeah, I just they, wonder how it's kind of speak with group speak. Yeah. I'm and, thinking about talk radio and, and other, and maybe another columnist would have the guts to, you know, kind of go against the grain a little bit, but I guess that's not happening. Well, conservative, obviously conservative talk radio has, but not the sports radio. No, it's it's no. kind of like, you know, they all want to jump on the bandwagon, the whole mm -hmm. ESPN thing. And you know what really angered me? I was looking at uh, some of the tweets, and there were people, they were, uh, you know, talk about homophobic on the part of Pravi, they were being absolutely xenophobic. They were saying things like, we need to deport you. Mm -hmm. We need to get rid of you. Go back and fight 
uh, you know, in the army and get killed by a Ukrainian soldier. I mean, the, the hatred and the vitriol, because this guy very uh, eloquently and very humbly and quietly simply said, I, I'm not going to do this. I, I have nothing against anyone. This is my religion. And, and I'm, I'm just here to play hockey. Right. You know, it's it's the, it's the whole thing with kneeling for the anthem all over again. It's just, it's like just keep this stuff out of the sports for gosh sake. You know. Yeah, and I, uh, it's it's important to to note that what he said about being um, about his religion being the the influencing factor in what he didn't did or didn't do, uh, and he's being ripped for what he said. He wasn't going to say anything. He was right. asked the question, and he said, I'm sticking with my religion, and I'm going with that, and that's all I'm going to say about it. If they wouldn't have asked him, he would have said nothing, and he would have not shown up for the warm-ups, and nobody would have cared. Exactly. Exactly. I, I doubt that anyone would have even noticed, but right. they, you know, they, they set the trap for him, or what they thought was the trap, and I think it's really actually backfired, because I think he acted with such dignity Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, you know, he conducted himself with a, a dignity and grace far beyond his, his young years that I think he kind of shamed some of these uh, activists and some of these people. And they won't admit it. And again, people like Marcus Hayes, who is a veteran uh, sports writer, who was, you know, well into the whole BLM um, uh, crusade a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, who supported a lot of those initiatives and the agendas and was completely in support of the football players and the Colin Kaepernick's of the world who took a knee to protest what they thought was injustice. He's, you know, he's criticizing and, and in, a, in a very personal, hostile way, this young man who's simply saying, leave me alone. I just want to play hockey. Drop you know? the puck. Right, exactly. And, you know, my point, John, I don't know how you feel about this, is, but, but why do sports teams have to go on these particular crusades for these know. social justice? You know, a, a, a friend of mine, one of my Twitter followers, um, made a really great point. She said, I wonder if the Flyers would be willing to have a pro-life night. Where oh, no. they would be, yeah. Where they would be willing to have, you know, uh, whatever pink ribbons or bl- or blue ribbons for, you know, babies who are allowed to be born because you know people have chosen not to, to well, get an abortion. Well, it, Christine, it's not, not just that. It's it's um it's it's dumb to have a pro life night, just as it would be dumb to have exactly. a, a pro abortion night, or a, exactly. and it's dumb to have an NRA night, just as it's exactly. dumb to have a, a gun control night. Just leave people alone. What's, exactly. Where are you going with this? It's it's virtue signaling, and it's enough to make you puke. But uh, it, you know, it is. I wrote a column very quickly. I wrote a column yesterday on my Substack about the Eagles, and you know, we have a big game coming up tomorrow right. against the Giants. And I remember for about three years, I abandoned the Eagles. I didn't watch them. And it was because Malcolm Jenkins, who was um, a a player who was really, really big into the BLM thing, and Meek Mill, he supported him. And he tweeted out something that ridiculed me that got 5,000 likes and caused, Mm. you know, put put my life into turmoil for about a week. I said, you know, I'm not going to deal with it because of that kind of person. He's gone. I'm back. And that's because... (laughs) Even though the Eagles are still into that social justice kind of stuff, I can ignore it because that's not what they're really focusing on. They're focusing on the game. And, and the Flyers should do the same thing. Now, didn't you uh, bail on the Flyers for a while because they, they stopped having the um, um, uh, God Bless America? I absolutely did. Uh, when they uh, absconded, <laughs> they kidnapped the statue of poor Kate Smith, and they took her to an undisclosed location. For the longest time, um, I was rooting for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I was like, hey, you yeah. know what? I'm going to go to the other end of the state. This is still Pennsylvania. Um, and I really, to be honest with you, I really haven't come back to the Philadelphia Flyers fold. Um, I was a huge, huge fan up until, I guess, maybe the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, hockey's not really my game, but, you know, I've come back every, every now and then because they did sort of tamp down on that social justice rhetoric. And now it's back again. And apparently this was a player initiative. And I like the fact that the coach, the Flyers coach defended fairly in a fairly full throated manner, um, his player by saying he, he admired Pravi 
for sticking up for his beliefs and for being the person that he was. Well, to the so, league's credit, the NHL yeah. released a statement saying, I believe, uh, something to the effect of, we have, uh, our players are not required to go along with whatever message the team is sending, or you know, I don't know how they put it, but they basically told people to back off because they're not they're not going to punish this guy. There are people out there saying uh, somebody at, uh, I think at the NHL tonight somewhere said that the Flyers should be fined a million dollars for allowing him to ruin Pride Night, but the the league is actually backing off. Maybe somebody at the league is smart enough to know that they can't win this this argument. They can't win it. You can't, and, and John, I mean, you made a great point there. How, how did this one person who didn't participate, how did he ruin Pride Night, a right. night that, that shouldn't have existed to begin with? Are people so sensitive? Do they need complete compliance like Stalin? Is this an Iron Curtain kind of thing where unless you obey, you will, you know, you're, you're a, a bad being, a bad creature? It, yeah, I that's mean, exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's horrific. Participate if you want. Don't participate if you don't. And don't start calling people homophobic because they happen to have, by, by the way, phobo means fear. No one is afraid of the LGBTQ community. So no. saying homophobic isn't even, I don't even, isn't know, even grammatically I've never correct. understood that word. I don't, am I, am I, I'm not afraid. Nothing, nothing no. scares me about that. No. Um, no. But the Provolov uh, jersey has, as I said, uh, sold out at the NHL online store. Does worry, wearing that jersey uh, make you a homophobe, or is it maybe just a sign that people are fed up with wokeness and want to be, and not don't want to be told how to think and who to accept and not accept? It's absolutely the latter. It's yeah. absolutely the latter. People are fed up. I bet you, I, I bet you that Brad Palumbo, the guy who wrote that great article at Newsweek, would have no problem whatsoever wearing a, pro, a Provenov, um, you know, yeah. shirt. It has nothing to do with your quality as a human being. It's, it's, it's all they set up these straw men that if you don't wear the rainbow, you hate LGBTQ people. LGBTQ people don't believe that. Only the activists at the tip of the spear, only the ones like the trans activists and the, you know, and, and, the, and, and, the, and the people who are so extreme that they don't want to live side by side and they don't want equal rights. They want special rights and special treatment. And that's why we get angry. And that's why people react. And that's why Pravi's, um, you know, shirt is, is sold out. And thank God. I'm glad it is. And I, I should point out um, that Christine Flowers, who we're speaking to here, she's a columnist for the Delaware County Times. But you're also an immigration attorney, and you do a lot of work to get people into this country uh, legally and safely, don't you? I do, John. And you know, some of the people that I work with, they happen to be gay. They no happen kidding. to have been persecuted in their home countries, not called the United States. Mm -hmm. They happen to have been, uh, you know, on the verge of being murdered. And they come here and they are thrilled with the liberties. And if you said to them, well, um, you know, your immigration lawyer needs to wear a rainbow flag while she's representing you, they'd crack up, they'd laugh. It has, they, they don't even get that thing. We are so privileged in this country and so soft on our idea of what human and civil rights are that we think that a hockey player not wanting to wear a flag is a human rights violation that should be taken to the Hague. And it's just, it's outrageous. You We're so uh, blessed here. Do me a favor. If you, if you see, uh, start seeing a Provo of uh, jerseys around town, take a picture and put them up on Twitter. I got... I will. I, I got one last thing for you. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get some people on board with me on this. Um, I'm pushing for the one of the teams to have a get over yourself night. <laughs> I'm uh, with you. Would, would you go for it. that? Just we Absolutely. come to the game, and we don't care what color you are, what religion <laughs> you are, what your sexual identity or proclivity is. We don't care about any of it. But here's a jersey we want you to wear, and it just says. I'm over myself tonight. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. I love it. I love it. We need to get them printed up, John. Yeah. I think we need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm also pushing for a national get-over-yourself month, but I don't know my, my chances on that one. But I'm, I, if there's a month open, that's the one for me. Hey, Christine, um, always good to have you on. Uh, always great stuff coming from Philadelphia, and keep us posted. Thanks. Oh, fantastic to talk to you, John. You take care. Happy New Year. Same Bye. to you. Christine Flowers, we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The March for Life event today in the nation's capital. Republican Congressman Steve Scalise of Louisiana says now that the Born Alive Act has been sent to the Senate, pro-life Americans need to get in touch with their Democratic senators. If you have two senators, call them right now. I don't know which side they're on of this debate, but the bill's over there. They haven't brought it up yet. Chuck Schumer doesn't want to bring it up, but if he hears from all of you, they'll have to bring that bill up. Congressman Steve Scalise. Sales of previously occupied U.S. homes slumped nearly 18% in 2022, the slowest year for the housing market in nearly a decade. Google laying off 12,000 workers, becoming the latest tech company to trim staff as the economic boom that the industry rode during the pandemic fades away. The Dow ahead 185 points and the Nasdaq up 227. This is SRN News. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. It'll be breezy this evening. Otherwise, we'll see low clouds and a couple of snow showers tonight. Tonight's low 29. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 34. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 25. Rain and snow Sunday beginning in the late morning with little to no accumulation. Slippery conditions could lead to travel disruptions. We'll reach a high Sunday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Jordan Peterson has been critical of the girly man running Canada like a dictator, John Justin Trudeau. Um, he's a worldwide, worldwide, wildly popular, by the way, psychologist who has way too many conservative and common sense opinions for the liberals in charge of uh, something called the College of Psychologists of Ontario. 
and they want him to undergo a media training program. Is that totalitarian enough for you? Joe Warmington is a columnist and a reporter for the Toronto Sun, and he joins us now. Joe, thanks for coming on. Well, it's really great to be with you again, and it's been a while, and yeah, it's just as nutty up here as it <laughs> as it always was, and you know now now we've got uh, you know Jordan Peterson, who's all set to speak at the Canadian Tire Centre, which is as you know the place where the Ottawa Senators play in the capital. Yeah. And there's uh, 36 groups, all mostly funded by Justin Trudeau uh, in the government, the Liberal government. They're, they're trying to cancel it. They, they want to say you can't, you can't have his, uh, you know, your evening with Jordan Peterson, if you can imagine. I mean, this is becoming more and more like the old Soviet Union every day. Yeah, and uh, these these groups. I was going to get to that in a minute, but as long as you mentioned it. These groups are funded by the government, controlled by Justin Trudeau, and Peterson, who's a Canadian, by the way, for people who don't know, uh, Peterson has been very critical of Justin Trudeau. You don't think there's a connection there, do you? You know, just a coincidence, like all the other coincidences in <laughs> yeah. the pandemic. But, you know, it's it's just amazing to me because, you know, Jordan Peterson became a household name because of his battle over this pronouns. So they've had, you know, a, a hex on him for a long time. They don't like him. He just speaks truth to power. You know, you don't have to agree with him. I mean, it's fine. He's provocative. That's why he's a best-selling author. He's perhaps the most famous person right now from Canada, even more famous than Sidney Crosby, so around the world. And so, you know what? Um, we're in, a, we're in a, a scenario, as I always say to you, like a police state here. And it seems like when you say that, Younger people, they just go, well, he, you know, he's upsetting some people. Maybe it's better that he doesn't speak there. But we have freedom here. Or we had it. Yeah, well, uh, that, that, that is his big crime, right? Not using people's preferred pronouns. What is the penalty for that now in Canada? Well, it's cancellation. And, he, you know, he was counseled as the U of T professor that he was and then he wrote the book and he went out on the world tour the world wanted him he's a remarkable guy i don't know him that well but you know the times that i've talked to him i i it's almost like i've never there's very few people like that that are so smart almost everything and he is not necessarily conservative he is a guy who's got common sense points of view and i think it's from all those years as a psychologist and he's a clinical one that he actually deals with patients. And, you know, he just said, he calls it as it is. He sees all the stuff that we see, but he articulates it so well. And, you know, they don't like that. They see him as a threat. And if they are able to cancel his, um, you know, his show at the Canadian Tire Center, you might as well just lock the door to the gulag here. Well, is he, how close are they to doing that? He, it's still on. What's it scheduled for? 30th of January. Okay, week and a half. The, press, the pressure's on now because the same pressure that uh, Philadelphia Flyers are feeling mm-hmm. over that incident there. Yeah. Because the NHL controls that entire center, there's people saying to the NHL, ah. can't, let this guy, can't let this guy come in here. And with everybody being canceled at will now, it would not surprise me. I mean, it would cause a lot of trouble if it happened, but... You know, they remember in Ottawa, they put people in jail, and I was on your show so many times about that for basically protesting the COVID uh, insanity. Yeah, the Yeah, so so you know, we've got a tyrant. Our tyrant is similar to the tyrant in New Zealand that's just stepped down, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so anything's possible. I mean, look at they 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 really do want a pound of flesh out of Jordan Peterson. They would see that as a major victory. And um, he's being threatened with having his license to practice as a psychologist suspended by this, I guess, um, the College of Psychologists of Ontario have that much uh, sway that they're going to be able to make that happen? It would surprise me if they didn't because, you know, he's in that, that group. And if you look at the people on that board, they're all connected back to Trudeau, too, and Trudeau's friends and you know, through these companies that uh, that are making all the money, the taxpayers uh, funding it, and that kind of thing. So, so that's you know, that's the, the state we're in now. It's similar to 
communist country where you've got to be approved what you say. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, ho- I hope that we're, you know, our little bit of coming on your show or the stuff we write will make a difference, but who knows? Well, is he getting any support from the media up there who see a problem with his right to uh, speak freely being trashed? Well, they had that big, uh, they had that big protest up there, and um, I went to cover it. And this was uh, right at, uh, you know, kind of Eglinton and Young, kind of in the center of the city. And I was the only mainstream media there. I was surprised because Jordan Peterson's a big name. I figured that the, all the media would be there. I was the only one. There was uh, independent media there. So I, to answer your question, no, the media, they're, they're part of it. They're part of the government. They, they you know, they want uh, what Justin Trudeau wants, and, and, you know, they want what he wants, and he wants what they want, and Jordan Peterson is in their way. We're talking to Joe Warmington. He's a columnist and reporter for the Toronto Sun. Um, now, does is is Trudeau is Trudeau willing to, or have the guts to, come out and speak uh, about Jordan uh, Peterson, or is he just letting, sitting back and letting letting his his people go out and cancel him? Has he has he made any comment on it? No, he hasn't made any comment on it, and t- it's a really good question you ask because we've noticed that he's really been hiding. He's on vacation most of the time, I mean, anyway. And he, he sort of treats it as kind of semi-retired, part-time kind of thing. But, you know, he's, a, you know, after the, the three years of all the horrific things that he said about the so-called unvaccinated, you know, you've seen those clips and you've oh, played yeah. them on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's more careful. Plus, he's got this eye on having a, a snap election, which, you know, he can do. It's a parliamentary system here. It's different than there. He's got a minority government, and so he's probably you know war chesting and and you know in there and sort of quietly he'll have his people do it if if it happens. I think it'll be really hard to do because of that possible election call. That'll get people stirred up. If you cancel Jordan Peterson, uh, you, that's similar to canceling. I mean, who would that be in the U.S.? I mean, some somebody really big. I mean, obviously he's a big figure in the U.S. too. Yeah, but but you know you never know with these. Um, it's kind of Marxist Leninist because they really are offended by someone's comments. Like they're upset about his tweets. Yeah. You know, he, he's tweeting things like originally, you know, different things that he tweets. We all do that. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's free speech, but they've got it all mixed up. And, you know, in, in, in our city tonight, I'm working on uh, an elderly woman up around 80 years old that was basically murdered or killed. You know, pushed down by somebody that was, you know, wandering the streets of zombie land that Toronto has become. And no one cares about things like that. They're worried about stuff about what Jordan Peterson tweeted. All offended and they worked up about it. We've got all kinds of violence. We had a homeless guy that was stabbed to death by eight girls. I don't know if you yeah, heard about that one. I saw that, that story. Yep. Eight teenage girls. Yeah. They, they, they just, they were, what were they looking for? They were trying to get something from them. I don't know if it was mo- something other than money, I think. Who's, who's from his girlfriend? But they were doing wilding videos, which, you know, are famous from the U.S., yeah. where they put it on social media. They all meet up and they go into a restaurant and they start a fight, mm-hmm. film it, and then put it up on uh, TikTok or whatever, yeah. Snapchat yeah. or whatever it is. They were doing that, but in the middle of this thing, this guy, homeless guy, was defending his girlfriend and her bottle of booze, and nobody bothered to check, but underneath his shirt, he was stabbed a bunch of times, like almost like uh, with some sort of one of those gloves that have like a spike coming out of it or something. Yeah, and yeah, bleed, yeah. He died. He died right there. He bled out, and nobody could help him. And uh, So, you know, again, this free university and all that for the eight uh, teenagers, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, and is is you you mentioned that that they could call an election? I'm 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 a Canadian citizen now, as I've told you. I'm a I've always been one. Didn't know it until a few years ago, but I've officially become a, a dual citizen in the last several months. Um, so explain how a, an election could be called. You said something like canceling Jordan Peterson could tip tip it. It could be a tipping point to to having an election. Well, he's Trudeau was looking for a reason to call an election because he's still upset that he got a minority government. So there's a certain amount of seats in the House of Commons, same as the British system. And you, the 
whoever has the majority seats. Now, he has a minority number of seats. He doesn't have enough to control the government. So he had to make a deal with the leftist NDP to do that. It's not a coalition government, but it's sort of like that. So he thinks that he can get a majority government. He's got the media on his side. He's got all the, everything in place. He's been in power for almost eight years now. Mm-hmm. So Seems like enough. He would love to call it a snap election and try to get that majority government, and then he'd have control. But he still has two years at least before he has to call an election, two and a half years. And here in Canada, there are actually five-year terms, but they basically follow the American model and have the four-year terms. But it's not set date. Sometimes they agree to a set date, but it's only when it's the majority government do you see them sort of step that. But it's a minority government, you can pull the plug at any time. The problem is, um, if you do that, you have to have a reason, because the public is not that interested in having an election. They just had one. It was only This government's only 14 months old, this current uh, liberal government. So, you know, but Trudeau doesn't like having to make a deal with uh, Jagmeet Singh and the NDP, which is the third party. He doesn't like it because, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, they're kind of holding his hand as he's governing. Are, he, are they even more liberal than he is? Oh, if that's possible? Liberal is, you know, they're, they're I mean, traditionally they're even further left. But the truth is that I don't think they really are. I think he's as left and his people are as left. He's taken the liberal party mm-hmm. right into NDP territory. And, uh, you know, you, anything an NDP government sort of a leftist socialist government anything you'd want you get out of the liberals they have run up so much that this pandemic and this vaccine you know the, the whole, all the mandates the vaccine mandates has divided this country to no end i know it's done it in the u.s too mm-hmm. but i've never seen anything like it like basically there's like two classes of of people and it's a real boiling point i mean i'll tell you if the economy does uh, fail it's failing now people are really struggling here People can't afford to buy groceries and and things like that. So, you know, the idea of him calling election would be to get out ahead of a potential kind of world recession or depression even and get his government in place before that because he's going to pay for it. Because we have a a new leader of the Conservative Party. His name is Pierre Polyev. Yeah, I've seen his speeches. I like him a lot. He's 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 another guy with common sense. Yeah, and, and of course the media don't like him. No. And, you know, they, they, they run him down. I mean, the, the media cover him, scrutinize him as the opposition leader way more than they do the government. It's amazing. Amazing is right. You're talking to Joe Warmington, columnist, reporter for the Toronto Sun. Uh, I can't let you go. Uh, we've got a few minutes left here. We have to talk to you about uh, Ivan Provolov, that story. Uh, we, I just had a, a guest on before you, uh, Joe, from Philadelphia. Christine Flowers, and she's talking about how, how this story is playing there. I've seen how it's playing uh, from the national media in Canada and on the NHL network and stuff like that. E.J. Raddick saying he should go back to Russia and fight in the, in the war against Ukraine. But yeah, just in general, yeah, this, yeah. in general, how is it playing up there, and what does the average Canadian citizen think about it, do you believe? Well, the hockey fans, I mean... It is a tough one because, you know, nobody wants to be intolerant. Everybody wants to be inclusive. And this is a liberal kind of country. And so people get it. But you've got to be able to make your own decision. And and I think that if they want to say, you know, the the media or the NHL or the team wants to say, hey, we don't agree with your decision and we'd like you to be part of the team, then that's fine. But this idea of finding him and suspending him and canceling him and sending him back to Russia to be killed in the war – I mean, that's obscene. All of that, you know, the, the the guy, the guy's a free person. We're not in the, we're not in prison, you know. And uh, if the team's decision was, so look, we do this as a team, um, mm-hmm. and if you're not part of the team, they want to cut him. That's their prerogative. It's not his team, right? And it's not his league. But but at the same time, you know, they can express their dis- displeasure with it, and he can express how he feels as adults. You know, like come on, and, and this this idea that. You know he's homophobic and all that stuff. It's just ridiculous. I mean, there's not there's not an ounce of evidence of that. For him, it's a religious thing. It's not something that he wanted to be part of. No, look, it it is a tricky subject because we have all these things called the drag story time. You have that too, mm-hmm. and that's a controversial issue, and it's very very tricky. I covered one of them in Hamilton, 
And what happened there was you end up getting, you know, thousands and thousands of tweets and emails and threats and just by covering the story, just by covering it, you know, covering what some people think on one side, some people think on the other side. Yeah. And I think most Canadians are like that the way I am, which is you see both sides of it. I can see where the NHL and the, the team would feel that they, they're trying to reach out and do something. And it would have been smart for him just to put on the sweater and just say this is a team thing, it's not a personal thing. But you still got to have individual rights, John. Don't you agree? Like, you have to have... Yeah. If you don't want to do something, why do they get to well, tell you if, what if wear? It's, if it's and, me, you know, I don't put the, the sweater on because I, it would just as a matter of principle, would say, you don't get to tell me how to think. That's all. Right. And I'm not, I'm not putting it on. It doesn't mean I don't like gay people or that I don't think they should have the same rights that I have. But you don't get to tell me how to think, no matter how much you pay me. And so that's the way it's going to be. I think that's what's happened. You know, the pandemic has brought up this this sort of attitude, and, and government loves it. And people like Jacinda Ardern in uh, New Zealand is a good example. Yeah. Where you give them the power, they, they, they can't wait to tell you you have to do something, and we'll strap you down, and we'll stick that needle in your arm. Yeah. You see it with the, in the White House uh, now. And of course, they're not really right. Like they've not they've not got anything right in the last few years. It's it's difficult to get things right, but they act like they have got it right, and they act like you know they came along. Now we're on the vaccines, but like you you know you get one and then two, then three, then four, then five, six, seven. And they don't work, and everybody's still getting COVID. And yet these guys that and gals that made the mistake to say, hey, you're just going to have to get you know two weeks to flatten the curve, and and uh, we're going to get this thing sorted out when you get a little needle in your arm. They've been wrong mm-hmm. on everything. Well, speak- and so, the, but the power from that transfers over into everything now, where everything's authoritarian, mm-hmm. and and that's what you're you're facing now. I, I want to ask you a question because I don't know. I know it's in Pennsylvania, but what is happening with that story now? Is is there is there problems for for the player, or is it kind of uh, still where it was? Which which story are we talking about now? No, the the one you asked me about about. Uh, the oh, defenseman for oh, uh, the defense for the guy. You mean you mean uh, yeah for Philadelphia? Like is he is he facing p- potential suspension and that kind of thing? No, oh, not that I know of. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't heard, so, but but I was I was going to ask you. You're close to Philadelphia, and I, but I'm out of time. Uh, is anybody up there asking uh, why this uh, the the guy that, and you're close to Buffalo? Why the kid for the Bills? Why his heart stopped? Anybody up there asking? You know, you're not really allowed to ask it, but boy, that really affected everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Buffalo fans in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very tough to watch, but no, no one's asking. And you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to, you know, to get some more results on this thing because the narrative is starting to collapse. It's not that that everybody gets sick with the vaccine, but there's enough now where the media real journalists and real politicians have to look at it and kick the tires and see what's going on and the media so covering the league continue to do that well the media covering the league that made them all get vaccinated needs to ask the question that's all i, I that's that's not a lot to ask i'm i'm out of time uh, joe always good to have you on and uh, hang in there up there <laughs> As we say, all right, down fellow, here in the fellow hoser. I did, uh, <laughs> fellow hoser, Canadian Canuck. Talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks. That's Joe Warmington. We'll be right back. Attention. If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey. 
I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... Cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know, and it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just 3 bucks with free shipping, backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's harrys.com code MODERN. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So finishing up here, I told you about the piece uh, on at Newsweek.com by Brad Palumbo. The headline is, I'm gay, leave Ivan Provorov alone. And he goes on to say that it's the, the, all the hysteria is unwarranted and stupid and not necessarily appreciated by people like him who are gay um, and, and here's what he says. Speaking as a gay person who most certainly supports gay rights, I can nonetheless safely say that Ivan Provorov did nothing wrong. He didn't discriminate against anyone. He didn't call anyone names or use any slurs. He didn't even say anything hateful or bigoted. All he did was politely decline to affirmatively embrace the pride movement. He signed up to play hockey, not to be an ambassador of a particular cause or movement, what a, con- what a concept, huh? What's more, we have to be honest about the fact that pride movement is not some apolitical, human rights-based cause, as Provorov's critics make it sound. It is unfortunately very closely tied with democratic politics, including support for abortion, gun control, and a variety of other issues people of good faith can have earnest disagreements over. How about that for some common sense to end the week? Thanks for listening this week. Thanks. Uh, to everybody, and uh, I will talk to you on Monday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van.